Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, Damian Lillard hopped on not one, but two podcasts to talk about where his trade request stands with the Portland Trailblazers. Hear from him in a matter of moments. And the 76ers, they made a move. It may not necessarily have been the one all of us have been waiting for, but we have all the details. Plus, Nick Nurse, he weighs in on how he plans to use his players. Plus, we're five weeks away from the season, so that means we need to talk about the drive for five, as in who is more likely to win their fifth title, LeBron or Steph. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. He is senior writer Adrian Wojnarowski. He is senior writer Zach Lowe. He is senior bald man Richard Jefferson. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for being me. back. It's, it's back to have. It's good to have you back here with us. Honestly, the obsessive amount of texts I've been getting from you and the rest of the team about how much they miss me. Mm. Look, I, I know we're in August, but look, I decided to it's show up. Definitely and, September. But, it's definitely September, uh, but it, it, in August we were also talking about Damian Lillard and his trade request. That's where we're going to start our show now, Richard, because Dame over the weekend hopped on not one but two podcasts, as I mentioned, to talk about his future with the Portland Trailblazers. Take a listen to what he had to say. He had some feelings. I don't think, uh, see, this is the type I am. I never fold under nothing. Yeah. I sink with the ship, I go down. I, don't, I mean, oh, that's right. That's how, I, that's how I would do it, but the day comes where... I'm still playing by those same rules. Like, me and you want the same thing. We're going to go out together, and then that ain't the code you want to live by no more. So when that happens, me and you can't be how we was. Me and you don't want the same thing no more, and you're yeah. showing me that you don't want the same thing. We don't want the same thing. This upcoming season, do you want to stay in Portland? In a perfect world, I could spend my entire career in Portland. All right. In a perfect world, I would spend my entire career in Portland. Richard, it seems to me like there's sort of two different sides of, of Dame here. One where it's like, yes, I would like to stay in Portland, loyalty, that's what he's built his career on. And then the other side is, I want to win, and I don't see a way to do that in Portland. What, what's your reaction to these comments? Well, my, my thing is, as a former player, you have to ask yourself, it's like, how long is a person supposed to be loyal? Mm -hmm. So sometimes they're like, well, Dame, they gave you this large contract. Dame was going to get that contract. They didn't. They drafted Dame. Dame wasn't going to not be drafted if the Portland Trailblazers didn't take a risk. He was going to get drafted. Dame was going to work hours and hours and hours to become a great player. So that's where it, I, I don't view money as the loyalty that the Portland Trailblazers are showing Dame. Okay. He, earned it, he earned everything. And so now when a team has an opportunity to show loyalty, it's like, hey, we're in a rebuilding phase. We have, we have, you know, a different direction that we might want to go, then Dame is like, hey, we are no longer loyal to each other. That That is gone because at one point in time we had the same vision we no longer do. This is not Dame not being loyal to the Portland Trailblazers. This is the Portland Trailblazers just heading in a different direction, and Dame sees it and doesn't want to be a part of that. That's not a lack of loyalty, in my opinion. Right, so right now, it just looks like right now he doesn't fit the timeline or the expectations that the Portland Trailblazers have, which Woj begs the question, then, where do we stand now? Because when you're talking about a player like Damian Lillard, an all-NBA type of player that averaged just over 32 points last season, the most he's averaged in his career, you would think 
all the assets, all the chips are going to be pushed in. But that's not what we've seen so far. Why is that? I think there's a few reasons. Number one, contract in age. When he is 35 and 36 years old, he's going to average $60 million a season. And under this new collective bargaining agreement, that has a far different impact on a team's payroll and their ability to, to put other pieces together to win. That's one. And what the trade, we can call it the trade market, the NBA portal, is going to look like next summer. Yeah. There could be some massive talents available for trades uh, next season, maybe at the trade deadline, maybe next year. So you have teams weighing uh, the assets they might use to trade for Damian Lillard versus who could be available to them that we don't want to be out of the game for some players younger, uh, first-team All-NBA type players who may be in that marketplace. And then also the factor of he doesn't want to play for us, whoever you are. Now, he's under contract for four years. Mm. I think there are teams who will still trade for him, but it's a little bit of a negotiating crutch where you tell Portland, hey, I'm not offering you everything we might because we're taking risk here. He has said he doesn't want to play for my team. He only wants to play in Miami, and that kind of dulls the offers a little bit. That's why we are where we are now, which is two weeks from training camp. Yep. Portland is trying to put together – a number of multi-team scenarios to see if they can get the assets assets back that they want in a trade for Damian Lillard. Listen, they have been more I think aggressive here in the last few weeks, only because the league started up again. Labor Day comes, uh, teams are engaging again, and I do think they're engaging. The question is, do they find a deal here in the next couple of weeks, or do they have to bring Lillard back to camp? He wants to go to the Miami Heat. We all know that. I don't even think the Miami Heat have put out their best offer yet because I don't think they think they have to because the rest of the league is like, well, he wants to go there. If we trade for him, is he going to be unhappy here? Are we just going to turn into a way station, as one GM put it to me, for Damian Lillard until he gets to where he wants to go. And look, this is a 33-year-old, small-ish guard. Mm. It's not a wing. It's not a 6'10 player. It's not a guy who fits on every team. If you already have a good, smallish guard, that complicates your thinking and takes a lot of teams out of the bidding because you can't pair the two of them and have um, a defense that will really withstand playoff pressure. And to Woj's point, look, not to put it too baldly, but Giannis's recent comments have changed the landscape of the league at least a little bit <laughs> and have had teams and have had Facts. teams at least have the meeting of Wait a second. Do we need to keep our powder yes, dry? Yes, you we do. Think we have a one percent, two percent, five percent. And by the way, the Bucks may not have to trade Giannis at all. They may win the title this year. But Everything's fine. He signs an extension. You know, but that those comments, along with everything going on in Philly, Ooh. have at least forced you to have the meeting of: Do we need to keep our powder dry? I don't know that Miami is having that meeting because right. they know Dame wants them and they want them. It's a timeline of whim now too and Miami certainly has that time and let's timeline let's bring in our resident big man Kendrick Perkins into the conversation. Perk. Richard is so happy to see you Perk. Your thoughts on Damian Lillard as it stands here on September 19th. Well, Richard, I'm glad you finally <laughs> decided to come to work. Right? <laughs> That's one thing you finally earning your money. Here's, here's the thing, right? Here's the question that here's the question that I have. How badly, how bad do the Miami Heat actually want Damian Lillard? Like, we're talking about a guy that averaged 32 last season. One of the best PGs, one may argue the best PG in the game. I believe it's Steph Curry, but Dame is right there with him. And I think about situations and guys like Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant said, I want out and I want to go to Phoenix. 
the Brooklyn Knicks and I mean the Phoenix Suns made that happen, giving up Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, a whole lot of picks. They gave up the world. So I know Jimmy Butler wants Damian Lillard. I know Bam Adebayo wants Damian Lillard. But how bad do Pat Riley and their front office want Damian Lillard? Because if they wanted him and they feel like he's the missing piece to the puzzle of them actually completing the mission, why haven't they pulled up the trigger? We know that his cost is not going to be low. They're going to have to pull, pull something out. So at the end of the day, that's my question. I don't have an answer. I have a question. We have the man here with all the answers, Perk Woj. <laughs> I don't know about that, but this is a negotiation. The goal isn't to just get Damian Lillard. It is to get Damian Lillard for as little as you have to, as little as you have to give up to be able to still have the ability uh, to put a team around Butler, Lillard, uh, Bam Adebayo in Miami. And listen, there's not been conversation really this summer, you know, perhaps since July with Portland and Miami. And I think what Miami looks at is essentially, we don't believe you have something better than you know we can give you. Mm. And teams don't just spend their time calling it. Hey, let me offer you more. Let me offer you more. <laughs> That's not a negotiation. And listen, there's a lot of gamesmanship in how this goes. And remember, there's no, nobody plays any games until uh, late October, right? Yeah. Nobody's playing a game till then. So there are no deadlines in the summer that force teams to have to get into a bidding frenzy. And I think that's what Miami did. They want Damian Lillard. They just want him for as little as they're going to have to give up. And they're essentially daring Portland to go out into the marketplace, which is Portland is doing, and seeing if they can find better. Well, and the first real deadline that we're going to see is two weeks away from yesterday. It is training camp. And then the questions really start to boil up as, okay, how does Damian Lillard handle that if he is still on the Portland Trailblazers roster? How does James Harden handle oh, that that's different. if he is still that's on the 76ers different. roster? Well, we're going to get into the 76ers coming up here on NBA Today because the Sixers, they did make a move, but it wasn't necessarily the one that all of us have been waiting for. Woj is standing by with the latest and new head coach Nick Nurse. He had some comments about his process. You're not going to want to miss that. Plus, we are five weeks away from opening night, so Richard, Zach, Perk, they all tell us their most interesting starting fives this season. You see what we did there? And Richard, what? get your phone out. It is time to vote. All of you at home, oh. who do you think is more likely to win a fifth NBA title? This is going to make a year? lot of people grumpy. Since we're five weeks away, is it LeBron James? Is it Steph Curry? Is Richard grumpy? You let us know what you think. We'll reveal I'm the results at be, the I'm, end of the I'm show. I'm fine. You're fine? You sound like Ross. I'm, I'm fine. fine. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavily on the team hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and boom on yeho tequila came in with a smooth assist to hypnotic's tropical fruit finish shaken strained poured it was green and good the playmaking splash shifted the tempo Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Anything's possible. Anything's possible! Attack! Attack! Here's to Garnett. Garnett inside. Backs it in! And a foul! Another better year in Boston. The Celtics are the NBA champions! We are exactly five weeks away. Five from opening night in the NBA, which got us thinking about which starting fives we have the most questions about heading into the season. So, Richard Jefferson's. Jefferson's? There's There's many, many Don't get wrong. The only thing that could make this show better or this world better if there was more of me, luckily I have a junior. What up, little Rich? So, Richard, who is it that you have the most questions about heading into the season? Well, any, any of the apparently the producer in my ear is telling me that I have the most questions about the Warriors. So let's roll that. Let's bring them up. Look, we understand that the addition of Chris Paul is a unique one. I'm not worried about his fit, but the question is, who starts? Obviously, Looney. And you know Steve Kerr, over many iterations of the Golden State Warriors, has had a depth lineup, have had a Hampton Five. He's had a lot of different lineups. Does he stay with, I know, does he stay with Looney, or does he go with Chris Paul? Mm -hmm. So if Chris Paul is going to be a starter, now they're ultra small. Now you're talking about Draymond having to go against a lot of centers. A lot of centers. And when you're talking about the best players in the league right now are big men. So that could complicate things. But we know that this is the lineup that the Warriors would go with. Why do I know this? It's mainly because Jared Jack, I was on that Warriors team the first year that Steph set the three-point record. And what did they have? They had Jared Jack at the point and they had Steph and Clay running. Now, with all due respect to my guy, my bald man, Jay Jack, Chris Paul is a better game manager. So the open shots that Steph and Clay are going to get are going to be tremendous. But on the defensive end, especially because we know that Chris Paul can break down, that that's kind of going to be the issue. Will size be a problem? That's why I'm concerned about the Golden State Warriors, or I have my biggest questions and curious to watch them work. Right, particularly, Zach, because we have talked about Chris Paul coming in to shore up the second unit for Golden State, and whether or not that's actually going to be how he used remains a question, but that wasn't the, the starting lineup that you had the most questions Ooh, about. I, I don't necessarily have the most questions, okay. but when I look at the Eastern Conference, I see a little instability at the top. Yep. Giannis said what he said. Boston has a new identity. Philadelphia is a mess. This team right here, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they're all in. Donovan Mitchell is all in. They, they traded everything for him. He's extension eligible. And they were awful in the playoffs last yeah. year. Awful. And one of the reasons they were awful was the spacing with their two big guys, Mobley and Allen, wasn't good enough. And it wasn't good enough because this guy right here wasn't on the yes. team yet. That was the fifth starting spot that they sought to address. Karis LeVert's better off the bench. Isaac Okoro, he's extension eligible. He hasn't shot it well enough from even on corner threes. Can Max Struess fill the void? Because Cleveland, they're, yeah, they're young and up and coming, and that, that four-man core they have is young. 
They're under pressure to do something this year because that first round loss to the Knicks where they just got bullied and they couldn't figure out their offense was a massive, massive disappointment. And so I'm looking at their starting five. Is that the answer? And if it's not the answer, What's the backup answer? Well, it's not, and it's not just true. I love that because that's what they were missing. They were missing floor spacing, allow those guys to work. But I also like the rookie Imani Bates. So you got a young guy, he's six foot nine. Have him stay in the corner. Those are the guys that can create spacing for you in random moments when someone's in foul trouble. Yep. They won the summer league, so they've got they, they've got some guys that are going to be battling. You saying they won the summer I'm league? I'm saying because Imani played there's, well. There's rings. Imani for played well. As well. The young guy so. that they got in the second round pick that a lot of people Boy. thought had a top five talent. All right, online. Cavs, you won the summer league. And now, and now the expectations Sell are Sell the right. conference finals. Okay, see, tickets. this is where he's going to be disrespectful. We won the summer league my first year, and we went to the NBA finals. That's all. That, I, I'm just going off so, experience. So that was summer league like 40, 40 years Boston ago. Boston summer league. Boston exactly. summer league. All right, so we've <laughs> talked about the Golden State Warriors. We've talked about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's bring in our resident big man once again, Kendrick Perkins, because there is something else that he spies that he is looking at in uh. terms of these starting fives. I am, Malika, and I'm actually looking at the Phoenix Suns, right? I want to look. I, we know that they're starting DeAndre A. We know that Kevin Durant, Bradley Bill, Devin Booker are going to be getting buckets. But who's going to be that guy that's going to bring that toughness, do all the little things, be able to hold his spot from the corner three? I'm going with Josh Okoge. I think he's the perfect fit for this starting five. They need a guy that's going to get down and dirty and know his role. He brings a certain type of tenacity. I'm looking forward to see how he flourishes alongside Kevin Durant, Bradley Bill, and D-Book. And also, he could put the kid in DeAndre Ayton back. He's going to be vital to this to this starting five and to this team on his approach this season. Fair enough. Five weeks away, looking at the starting five that we have questions about. I know certainly Boston could be in that conversation as well, trying to replace Marcus Smart, trying to replace Grant Williams. Seems like Robert Williams III is going to be the odd man out potentially in this. If you're going to say we're going to start Chris Depp's Porzingis in terms of starters, but in terms of conversation of, all right, well, when you're playing Joel Embiid, maybe he's starting. Everyone gets that work. Maybe, <laughs> Everyone gets maybe he's starting in a game like that. All right, have you guys voted, by the way, who is more likely, since we're talking about five, starting fives, five weeks away, to win a fifth title? Is it LeBron James? Is it Stephen Curry? Get your phone out. Make sure you vote. Let us know who you think, and we will reveal the results at the end of the show. Richard, vote. Oh, yeah. Also, this just in, Zach hates Summer League. <laughs> I love Summer League. Zach I just don't care who won. I love Las Vegas. I'm saying they had young guys that were playing hard competing out there. I do believe there's value. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
fame and the money, and yet the accomplishment of being the best at what you do brings incredible joy. That's what it's all about right here. That's what it's all about. my damn respect to with four titles in the last eight years the run is not done what are they gonna say now welcome back to nba today so we are five weeks away from the nba season starting which also means that we are five weeks away from both Steph Curry and LeBron James beginning their quest for their fifth titles. And actually, both these guys, they have matched up five times in the postseason, the most recent of which was in last year's Western Conference semifinals. We all know how that ended. The Lakers, they beat the Warriors in six games. But there's been a busy offseason in between. We've had Chris Paul, the 12-time All-Star, get added to the Golden State Warriors. The Lakers have had one of the most successful offseasons that we've seen any team had. And this is where the odds stack up. The Lakers, they have the seventh best title odds. I don't know about you guys, that surprised me a little bit to win the NBA title this year, whereas Steph and the Warriors, they have the sixth. So earlier in the show, we detailed some of the questions that we have about the Warriors starting lineup, which means, Richard, I ask you this question. It all matters who wins, who is standing holding the Larry O'Brien trophy up at the end of the day. So who is more likely, do you think, to win their fifth title? Is it Steph or is it LeBron? To win their fifth title, I think currently right now the Lakers have the best chance but it's very, very close. Obviously, I think the Golden State Warriors retooled things. If I had to look at the rosters and say which roster is most complete, which roster has depth, which roster has the least amount of questions, barring injury, I would, I would say it's the Lakers without a doubt. I think both these teams got better in the offseason. They're better this year than they were last year. I think both could win the title. But you're forcing me to make a choice is what you mean people do. And I'm going <laughs> with the Lakers because I think they're a little bit deeper. They have a little bit more two-way balance to them. Obviously, they have the oldest of the kind of historic superstar players in LeBron, and that age makes you nervous. But they have the one superstars still in his prime among this group, and that's Anthony Davis, who's just 30. So I'm going Lakers. I love their offseason, and I agree with you. I think people are sleeping on them a little bit. People don't know what to make of the Lakers because 50-whatever games into the season last year, they remade their team by yeah. trading Russ. Kind of a small sample size. Did make the conference finals, got swept, and now everyone's like, was that real? Was that not real? And I always remind people, LeBron was out and hurt for that entire stretch. He played with that foot injury, and they still put up that impressive record, and they still beat the Warriors in the in the playoffs. So yeah. I'm going Lakers by a by smidge. It, it feels real to me with the caveat of, of health. Kendrick Perkins, how does it feel to you? It feels it feel like it's the Lakers. First of all, when it comes down to the head-to-head -head matchup between LeBron and Steph, Steph without Kevin Durant, LeBron got Steph in his back pocket. That's number Ooh. one. Number two, the Lakers have one of the most complete rosters, if not complete rosters, in the league. It's nothing that they're lacking. On top of that, when you bring back your guys that you were able to re-sign in the offseason, like Rui Hachimar, Jared Vanderbilt, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, like those guys got their feet wet a little bit, well, a lot last year in the, in the postseason. So now they're going to come back better. Anthony Davis, he looks in phenomenal shape. Darvin Ham, he's going to come back better as a head coach. So when I think about the Lakers overall, they won the offseason for us, uh, you know, 
uh, in the free agency and, and adding and keeping players. And on top of that, the Gabe Vincent addition was huge. So I'm giving the edge to the Lakers when it comes down to who will be the first of five out of LeBron and Steph. Okay, I, I feel like, and I, I don't want to get my Bay Area card revoked, but I think I think I'm going with the Lakers too. I I, I believe in revoked. what they have done. Does someone need revoked. to make the case for the Warriors? Mm-hmm. Revoked. I, revoked. I mean, I, I do think no, someone they, needs they to. They lost. They lost. <gasps> and no, wait, 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 wait. over. I, I know that's lost, but what I'm saying, they lost. And of the two of the two teams, which one had a better offseason or filled out their roster in a better way? It, it's a, it's when it comes both to the need, answers are the Lakers. Correct. So if we're going into it. Yeah, Zachary. I, no, no, no I, I don't disagree. I'm just saying all the Warriors offseason stuff focuses on CP, and I think CP will fit in Golden State pretty well and addresses their weakness. I yeah. would personally bring him off well, the bench. I disagree with you. But the thing that no one's talking about with the Warriors is, and maybe it won't matter, Gary Payton II was not healthy when they got him last year. He's healthy now. Moses Moody, Moses Moody, Moody, Moody. He's, <laughs> he's a year, wow, a year more experienced. Jonathan Kaminga, Jonathan Kaminga, who was out of the rotation, clearly wasn't thrilled about it. He's a year older. Like, they have other things that besides Chris Paul that bode well for them this year. If it all clicks and they have a system that is unlike anything else in the NBA, I wouldn't Whoa. dismiss him, but I'm going Lakers. Perk, I'm going Lakers just like everyone else. I hear Perk moaning well, and echoing okay, so echo in the, here. Zach been cheating off my homework of all, all morning. First of all, first of all, I'm not moaning. Okay, that's the first thing. Second of all, Zach, why you didn't pick him? If you wanted somebody to vouch for him, you should have picked. I just felt someone should have stepped up. Wow, pity for the Warriors. Haven't seen, the, it. never the seen. The four-time it. champs. Well, since we're, since we're talking about staff, since we're talking about LeBron, I, I'm not sure if Zach, you saw this. One of LeBron's former teammates hopped on the podcast P with Clay Thompson. Uh, just take a listen to this. 2016 game seven. Oh, one on love that game. But there's just those moments you can't like the losses sting way more. Yeah, I could see that. It's a great game though. Yeah, walking back to the locker room after. First thing I see when that would you see out is Richard Jefferson with his hands up. Yeah, I'm already mad. I'm like, God damn you, Richard. You weren't happy for me, Clay. Feeling you can't really just come on. Deflation. Describe it. You. It's like all that hard work mm. it just hurts so bad. It yeah. still hurts. At really? Did you feel that was slipping away? Yeah, I'm curious too. I thought we were good even when we got back home to Oakland. Like, wow. You know, like. We don't lose at home. That's true. The last time we did lose, it took Kyrie and LeBron to go for 40 apiece. Right. First time in finals history. <laughs> Four, 41 apiece. Don't shortchange them. Anomalies happen. Yeah. Then, like, man, why are you making me do this right now? Boy? It just, it's, it's we got to go down memory lane. It's part of the therapy. We got to let it out. We got to let it out. We might not get Kevin, so, like. Yeah, yeah that part, that part kind of sucked. Do, do you have a, like a social media intern? Can you did, can, did you do that all on your own? How much time do you have? I have a tremendous amount of time. Why, and are you I, bored? I, yes, I, I haven't come to work. No one's inviting uh, me to work. Yeah, 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 you, do you do right, that on your own? You I want to know. Can work. you do that you on your been own? One thousand percent. Look, first of all, when you see the split screen, it's basically like me talking to Perk, except it's a recorded video. So I just add my own little little slice of humor in there and sarcasm. Yeah. You want me? You, you want me to show you how to do it? I can get I you a TikTok. Not. I can set you up a TikTok. No, thank you. You were on my first TikTok ever. No. I don't know that. Do, do not, I, you did. I was going to tag you, but I'm they, sure I was spectacular. You were out. You were out. You were amazing. You're amazing. What do you think, Malik? I, I didn't know you were going to air this. I'm sorry. All right, let's keep it. Moving. It's the off season. What are we supposed to do? Come up on NBA today. Let's talk about the 76ers because they have plenty of question marks heading into next season. However, Nick Nurse, he had a clear answer for who will actually be on the court. We'll be right back. What are we going to do with you? Have me on. Have me on. Podcast P. I'm already called. Co- 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm told that James Harden is seriously considering a return to Houston. I'm here. We're, we're playing very, very well. And yeah, I don't know where they came from. Can Philadelphia win without Embiid? Sizing up Harper. It's a three. What a perfect way to end the second round. Game seven between the Celtics and the Sixers. This is disappointing. A disappointing end for the season. Our season is over, so sums it up right there. He has the option to be a free agent. Scenario A would be to bring James back. The Houston Rockets lose a, a real suitor in free agency. Joe Morris is a liar, and I will never organization This has been escalating behind the scenes all year. Now it is playing out in public. Welcome back to NBA Today. Adrian Wojnarowski, Zach Lowe, Richard Jefferson, Malika Andrews here with you. We're five weeks away from the, the season starting and five weeks ago, that was what you just heard. James Harden saying that he will never again be a part of an organization that Daryl Morey is a part of. But now we are less than two weeks away from training camp. So where does all of this stand? What are the expectations for Philly in terms of training camp being two weeks away with James? Yeah, Malika, the expectation is that the Sixers expect James Harden to be in training camp. And then what happens from there is certainly going to be a challenge for this organization. We've seen it in a different way with Ben Simmons. I think the test for the Sixers is going to be how they support Nick Nurse, their new coach. If James Harden comes in, if he's not at optimum performance, optimum commitment, which certainly is an expectation. And I think the idea is with a new coach that they're going to let Nick Nurse play the players who are buying into this season. And I think, but right now, there have been no conversations between the Sixers and the Clippers since the day, you know, I don't know how many, a month ago when we reported that those trade talks were over. Philly called the Clippers that day and said, we're holding on to them. They haven't spoken since. Interesting. Zach, what do you make of this? I don't think we've seen the last of those talks. <laughs> I have a feeling those talks will be reignited at some point. Look, that opening thing, the montage, the montage is yep. the word. Shout out, Bomber. It was like 90 seconds long, and I think there's a tendency for people to start rolling their eyes and getting tired of this story, and I understand it. It could have been longer, even. Yep. But look, here are the stakes. We can laugh at this team and how they lose in pathetic, embarrassing ways in the biggest games, but they were one game away from the conference finals again. This is a team that has reasonable expectations to make the NBA Finals. The Celtics remade themselves in the offseason. Giannis is hinting at some level of uncertainty in Milwaukee. The door is open there. These are the stakes. 
and they need a fully engaged James Harden to do it. And if they don't get a fully engaged James Harden, what are they going to get in the event that they trade him, if they even trade him? Because as Wilch said, another option is just bench him. But that's another year for Joel Embiid of looking around at chaos, at looking around at a really good player not being with his team or not being committed to his team, whatever the situation ends up being. And those are the stakes because I don't know what happens to this team if they go through another year like that and they disappoint in the playoffs. Everything is on the line for them. There's a tendency to get tired and roll your eyes at the story, and I get it. It's a massive, massive story with implications way beyond James Harden. Right, and that's the crux of it. We're not just talking about James Harden. We're talking about the future of Joel Embiid at the end of the day. Oh, we're talking about the Knicks. We're talking about Miami. We're talking about Brooklyn. We're talking about all the places that you might see, I don't know, a Giannis and Embiid pop up in a year or two. I, I think this is the thing. If James Harden shows up, Great players, and, and Woj has been, you know, you've been following, you know, my career the entire career. I've seen wow. great play. No, yes. Woj literally wrote, tells me about a report that he wrote on, like, my draft class. And so, when you start looking at great players, they have the ability to be good, but not great. Right? I've seen players who wanted trades get a triple-double not necessarily play 100% to win. So you keep your value up high, but the team's not winning. So there's ways to force a team to trade while your performance is still good enough to keep your value high. And I think if James Harden goes there, let's say he plays 80%. He averages 17, yeah. 8, and 8. And he's just, he's doing his job. But all of a sudden, the 76ers are 15 games in and they're hovering around 500. Maybe that's when the move happens. But I have seen great players play average to try and get out to make the team subpar but not terrible enough we're not talking about fat suit James we're talking about I'm gonna do my job but I'm not gonna do it to the elite level that I'm capable of doing but everybody else knows that right like yes. let's, as a team but that, that just that, how can you live like that well, well you don't want you don't want to get fined for not showing up you don't want to get fined for being too much of a distraction and the other teams are looking at how you're you're maneuvering and moving making sure, sure that you're worth the value that Philly's asking for so I'm just saying you could show up and give 80% right. and the team doesn't play well, that almost forces their hands. You don't have to not show up and just not play. Meanwhile, Philadelphia, though, still making some moves. It's not the big James Harden move that we all are sort of waiting oh, on. But really? we reported yesterday that the Sixers, they signed Kelly Oubre. How does this Oubre signing impact the future and how, how the Sixers are considering James Harden's future in Philadelphia? Well, you know, uh, high reward, low risk with Kelly Oubre, veteran minimum. For a player who averaged 20 points a game last season, I can't remember the last time a player in this league averaged that and came away with a minimum deal. But that's what he gets uh, in Philadelphia. Who's his agent? Who's? <laughs> well, he's come away with a minimum deal in Philadelphia. And I think part of it, too, was waiting out the market for something better. And then the spots all fill up. But he's certainly a player. He can score the ball. 20 points a game last season. Yep. I think 25 games over, uh, or 14 games over 25 points for a Charlotte team that had a lot of injuries, and he got an opportunity to be, uh, you know, certainly a volume shooter for right. them. He gives them, I think, especially with Harden in and out, uh, somebody who can get them some offense. You're not getting a lot more than that from Kelly Oubre, but, you know, this is a player, once he became a minimum player, there was a lot of interest in him. Uh, Philadelphia got a commitment from him yesterday. And so, you know, certainly another weapon with 
or without Harden on the floor. It's a completely different player, but it does make me think a little bit about someone like Christian Wood, right? Low, low, high, high reward, low risk in order when you're looking at the contract that he's on. I want to bring Big Perk back into the conversation. What impact do you see Kelly Oubre having on this Sixers team? Well, he has depth, and, and we saw last year with the Denver Nuggets, right? They went deep into they to their bench. We saw Christian Brom; he came in, he he provided some great minutes. So my thing is, in order to compete and win a championship, you gotta have depth. We don't know if injuries are gonna happen. Uh, we don't know if you may need uh, matchups, whatever it may be. But here's the thing. The Philadelphia 76ers are right there with the Milwaukee Bucks when it comes to talent and having the personnel to actually come out of the Eastern Conference. So even when I'm looking at James Harden's situation, and I know he wanted to be traded to uh, Los Angeles to play with Kawhi and Paul George, but that's a harder route to get to the NBA championship. When you look in the East right now, yes, we could point at the Milwaukee Bucks. We cannot disrespect the Boston Celtics, although we haven't seen what Chris Porzingis is going to bring to the table when he's under pressure. But when I look at the Philadelphia 76ers, I look at Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, Patrick Beverly, uh, P.J. Tucker, Daniel House. They have so much firepower, so many weapons, and they're coached by a great coach, in my opinion, and Nick Nurse. And so... When I think about the Harden situation, one, Richard was lying because none of the great players he ever played with played subpar to get traded. He played with Tim Duncan. He played with LeBron. He played with Kyrie. He he played with Jay Kidd. So I, don't let Richard sit up there and lie to y'all, Woj, Malik, and Zach, about you he see didn't saw great players right play below they. Yeah, well, it's the thing. That. Look, look, America. While Perk might be saying that I'm lying to you, I'm just going to say I feel very confident in the statements that I've made, and I support them 100%. Richard Jefferson has approved this message. Say what you want, Say what you want. All right, gentlemen, don't go too far. Still to come on our show. Zach, it's time for your favorite game. Uh-oh. Oh, it is? It's time to chop it or drop it. Is Ben Simmons, is he going to bounce back to all-star form? I mean, he sure thinks so. Hear what he had to say. Coming up next. Have you guys voted yet? No. no. Well, get out your vote, Zach. It's time to do it. Who no. is more likely to win a fifth NBA title this season? Is it LeBron James? Is it Steph Curry? If you, like Zach Lowe, have not voted, pick out your phone, take it out, scan the QR code, and we will reveal the results at the end. Can you of vote the more show. than once? Try it. See what happens. I did. You're watching NBA Today. All right, my friends, it is time for a little chop it or drop it. So we're going to play a soundbite or read a quote from the NBA world, and you can decide whether or not you want to chop it or drop it. And here's where we're going to start. We have not seen Ben Simmons on a basketball court since the All-Star break, right? Uh, how the Nets will use him in the lineup this season, it is a big question mark. But Simmons, he recently spoke to Fox 5 New York's Tina Servacio about what role he expects to have you're going to want to take a listen to what he envisions for himself. That's what I am. I'm a point guard. Yeah. You know, as much as people try to put me in, everyone's a GM in their head. <laughs> I'm a point guard. So uh, I think, you know, with the team we have, I think it's constructed well uh, for us to have a good run. All right. Ben Simmons says he's a point guard. Is that the best role for him? Chop it or drop it, Zach Lowe. Uh, I'm dropping this. Um, I just don't want to talk about it. I want to see it on the court, and I want to see if he starts for the Brooklyn Nets at the start of the season, but I am dropping it. 
All due respect. Dropped. All right, your wishes yeah, are commands. I'm with you. Let's keep it pushing then. Nick Nurch, he is the new head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. And in light of the NBA's new player participation policy, he was asked specifically how he's going to manage the reigning MVP Joel Embiid's minutes. He said this, quote, we're trying to get Joel Embiid to play more games. You can see it on your screen here. Our goal is that it's going up for him, not the other direction. I believe in the guys playing as much as they can, but let's see what happens. That is the end of the quote. So the league has been on this trend lately where they've been closely managing the minutes of players played by Starge, and then Nick Nurse, he's saying, all right, we're going to go the other way. So Richard, chop it or drop it. I'm going to chop this because there's a lot of different there's a lot of different things here that we need to digest. Like the one championship that Nick Nurse has, he famously rested Kawhi throughout the entire season and that was in my opinion the last full successful season that Kawhi has had. Obviously tons of injury. So to hear him say we have a player that might have some that might similar injuries, but my biggest thing about this is when Adam Silver finally came out last week and he finally said, we're looking at all of the data, and none of the data shows us that all of these players should be sitting out of this game. Right. And we've said it's not the players. It's the sports science. And it's amazing to me how finally the NBA came out and said what a lot of the older players had been saying is that this is out of control. If you don't condition yourself to run a marathon, you'll never be able to run a marathon. He was saying that you have these European players that go and play with their national team every single year and then come back here and play 70 games and we don't see an increase of injury. Ultimately, some of these guys need to get in shape and they need to get on the court. When you hired massage therapists back in 2005, the reason why that went league-wide is because if you had one player that you can get back on the court from working on their body full-time, then you were going to make your investment back in, in, in the massage therapist. Now you have teams of 12 and 20 sports scientists out there saying that, hey, look, we've gotten all of the stuff. We just need to get the players off the court. That is, to me, it was criminal, and I'm glad that the NBA stepped up, stood up for the fans, and also stood up for the people that are just here to watch. That, to me, was important. Zach, is there, is there anything to add to that diatribe? For a criminal, it was criminal. Strong. It was criminal. Strong. Because they're um, stealing millions of dollars by not playing. I'll let you have it. Um, <laughs> it's not the games for Joel Embiid that I'm interested in. It's the minutes because check Toronto's starter minutes for the last couple of seasons. When Nick Nurse says, I want to play my guys a lot, he is not kidding around. <laughs> and maybe, and to Richard's point, maybe that's the best way to get Joel Embiid ready for the slog of the postseason and, and how hard it is to play 40 minutes every single every game night. in the postseason because it's year after year after year. We get to the second round of the playoffs, and Joel Embiid is dealing with two and three nagging injuries. Some of that is bad luck and random injuries that happen to him during the playoffs, getting knocked in the face by Pascal Siakam, whatever. There's nothing to do about that. The number one priority for the Philadelphia 76ers, assuming they become a semi-functional basketball team again in a couple of months, is how do we get to the playoffs with Joel Embiid healthy? He's already won his MVP. Yep. He does need to go out for that. I don't know what the answer for that is, but when I start hearing Nick Nurse talk about minutes, my, my rabbit ears go up. Perk, last word on this. Well, I love this from Nick Nurse. That was, that was actually a, that was a great example of him coming out and saying, you know what, you're the MVP. I got high expectations for you. For you. I trust you. You're, in the, you're, you're at the beginning of your prime. 
So Embiid got to respond. He responds by coming in in great shape, making sure he continue to do what he needs to do for us, getting treatment, staying in the weight room. And Nick Nurse is right. Hey, look, I got this 7'1 or 7'2", 280-pound monster that no one can stop offensively. And as a defensive force, of course I'm going to ride his shoulders all through the regular season and on into the postseason. I love it from Nick Nurse. Uh, yeah, just the matter. The question is how healthy can Joel Embiid stay because they want to make sure that he is right when the playoffs come around because this is not a team mm -hmm. that is measured by their success in the regular season anymore. All right, I'm looking forward to seeing what Shanae is chopping, what she is dropping tonight on WNBA Countdown Ooh. on ESPN and the app. We have a pair of elimination games. The Mystics, they face a must-win game against Liberty that's at 7, and then the Wings are going to try to close out the dream. WNBA Countdown gets it all started at 6.30 on ESPN2, and then don't forget, tomorrow we've got game three between the Sun and the Lynx. This is win or go home. That's at 8 o'clock Eastern. You can see the details on your screen. All right, it is your last chance, my friends. Get your phones out. Let us know. Who do you think is more likely to win a fifth NBA title? Is it LeBron James? Is it Steph Curry? In just 60 seconds, we will be revealing the results. Don't wait. Clay Thompson is Hey, Sabrina, Natasha's no looking for you, Sabrina. Oh, yeah, you see Natasha's looking for you, Sabrina. Our careers are connected because we played at the highest level. God, I have been in so many battles with over the years. Curry guarded by James. Oh, he knocks it down. Don't let the guard down. Block and mentality. Oh, by James. He's in the way of me getting another trophy. How do you slow him down? Same way you slow me down. You can't. Puts up the three. Oh, it's gone. Let's go. The greatest shooter the game has ever seen. It brings out another level of intensity and excitement. Are we ready for it? Welcome back to NBA Today. All right, we are five weeks away from tip-off, so that means we're also five weeks away from the quest for a fifth title for both LeBron James and Steph Curry. So, Zach and Richard, here to break it all down for us. I want to know who impacts winning more in your mind, Richard Jefferson. Age over beauty. Go ahead, Zach. Wow. Oh, that's, that's not that's uncalled for. <laughs> First of all, I want America to know. I'm addressing America like you, RJ. I answer this question under protest and duress because it's a mean question, and I copped out. I'm going younger guy who I think is going to play more games. That's the only reason. Sorry, LeBron. You're wrong. Is LeBron James. Oh, I'm Still wrong. does more. Obviously, the shooting by staff, but LeBron does more. Rebounding points, assists, does it all. Blah, blah. The star power, which is bigger. All due respect to Austin Reeves, certified international megastar. You throw Chris Paul into the Warriors' nucleus, it's the Warriors. What are you doing? The, the ratings, there's not me, the ratings oh. say the Lakers. So, star power, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, come on now. You come brought in Chris Paul, so what about depth? Uh, I'm still going Lakers. I think okay. adding Gabe Vincent, re-signing Vanderbilt, Torian Prince will get minutes. I yeah. think they are loaded and deep. I'm going Lakers. We finally agree. Oh, lovely. I love when that happens. What about who has a better chance of dethroning the champs, the Denver Nuggets? Reluctantly, I will make a pick, and it will be the Lakers. I think the Matcha. Lakers, just just depth, defense, size of Anthony Davis, the lone star among this whole group of stars that is still flat in his prime. I'm going Lakers. I love their offseason. I think people are kind of sleeping on them. Uh, let me say this. I saw what they did to the Lakers, so there, there's more questions, even though the Lakers are better. I'm going to say the Golden State Warriors. The last time, the last time that the Denver Nuggets lost 
in the postseason was against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it was two years ago and they didn't have their squad. Hold I'm on. saying that I know that. What? Didn't you that pick the Lakers earlier in the show for the same question? No, 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 no. That's to dethrone the champs, not win the cha- title. I think uh, they have a it's better the chance. What are we doing? What are we doing? It's, it's Let's see August. what America had to say. Yeah, America. Shut up. America. That, that means it's behind you, so you should, should get out of the way yeah, of, of, the way. of America, if you could, please. Just by a very slim margin, 51% wow. says Steph and the Warriors. 49% says LeBron. Can I just point out fifth title? Clay Thompson and Draymond Green should be in the graphic. Perk, final thoughts, please. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I thought that knew we didn't have nothing. Burke didn't have nothing. America, I just want to tell you, we're so excited for the NBA season to come this year. It's going to be awesome. There's so many exciting storylines. I'm going to be here with Malika. I'm going to be here with Zach. Hopefully, Perk won't be here. Malika, would you? That's going to do it for us. We'll see you tomorrow right here on NBA Today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.